Kevin Cerrito here reminding you that nobody talks wrestling on the radio like me and my tag team partner, Dustin Starr, every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Sports 56. Don't believe me? Ask WWE Hall of Famer, Handsome Jimmy Valiant. From Memphis, baby. Woo, Mr. Booker Wooga Man, feel good. Hey, baby, I want to tell my people, all my brothers and sisters, don't you dare. Miss Fox 56 WABQ Radio with Dustin Starr and yours truly, Kevin Rocco. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend here. Coming up, hour number two, of course, will be the wrestling hour. We'll be joined by Dustin Starr and Janice Broach, who had a report on Brian Christopher last night on WMC-TV Action News 5. So we'll talk about that uh, during the wrestling hour coming up. I got to remind you, though, that this uh, first hour of Cerrito Live this week is being brought to you by the Great Wine Performances. It is this Tuesday from 6 to 8 at Playhouse on the Square. Memphis's only professional theater. It is a fundraising event where you get to um, not only taste delicious wines and pair them with cheeses, but test your knowledge on uh, local plays and also just uh, really test your ability to build relationships and, and tip and trade answers with people so you can try to win some prizes up there at Playhouse on the Square. It's a real fun event uh, this Tuesday. The Great Wine Performances. Go to PlayhouseOnTheSquare.org for more information. It's been a long time since we've been joined by this guy. Do we have music for him? We got some intro music. What about Nashville? Oh, yeah. What about Nashville? What about Nashville? No. Oh, here we go. This is <laughs> We have uh, Memphis's most notorious Nashville hater and most trusted Oscarologist, Greg Akers. He joins us now. What's up, Greg? What is up? From the Memphis Business Journal, editor-in-chief. Big time title. How are you doing? It's been a long time since we've talked on the radio. It's been ages. It has maybe been. the Oscar show. Has it been that long? I don't. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You, you had such an embarrassing performance picking your the Oscars. <laughs> it's been so long. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't even remember what won Best Picture this year. Do, do, do you want to? Do you want to get right to it? Let's get right to it. We might, if we have time, we'll talk about some some local business news because I know CJ wants to talk about Mrs. Winters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the Oscars here first. The Academy yeah. making big uh, headlines this week. So they tweeted out, change is coming to the Oscars. Here's what you need to know. All right, so here's what we need to know. A new category is being designed around achievement in popular film. Mm-hmm. We've set an earlier air date for 2020. Mark your calendars for February 9th. Who marks their calendar for 2020 <laughs> already? I don't have a 2019 calendar yet. And this is one to do 2020. And we're planning a more globally accessible three-hour telecast. 
So mm-hmm. all of, of these three changes, which one uh, makes the most sense? Um, well, I guess the three-hour telecast. Uh, I'm with you. Makes That's the one most hour, sense yeah. to me. Um, you know, but you know, it, when people like talk long and their speeches are awesome, I don't want them to get played off just so we can make a three-hour telecast. Um, so, especially because the way they're going to get to that, hypothetically, is to some of what they're calling like kind of the lesser less popular categories, they're going to give those out during commercial breaks, which I violently oppose. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm all for a three-hour telecast and getting rid of some some other things, but not the actual awards. Um, if that's the way they're going to go about it, I don't like that. Okay. Well, um, r- well runtime could be I, – I really don't think any of these three changes make any sense. I agree. I agree. I, I hate them all. Runtime, the runtime, yeah, sure, it, it is not great, but it, I don't think you, I think maybe the fix there is to move the start an hour earlier. Maybe I don't yeah. think you're thinking about how late it's getting if it's not getting late. So right, right, yeah, and, and like give yourself some breathing room so that you know it, it's like they're always like kind of lackadaisical and they they're taking their time early in the show and they're you know doing all their bits. And then the last 30 minutes, they have to cram in the four biggest awards. Right. And there's no they, – they rush they rush through the most important part. So just start earlier and, and have a – be better at pacing yourself. So it starts like at 7.30, right, Central? Yeah. Maybe they – I don't remember if they moved it. One of the award shows moved their start times up. Uh, start at 6 Central. Whatever, you know, just start a little bit earlier. You're going to end an hour mm-hmm. earlier. It's not going to feel as late. If you're right. not going past the the local news, if it's a if it's a three hour plus, because I think they're going to be even more rushed, right? And yeah, and try to cram more stuff in by doing that. So, but their idea to make it a three hour broadcast. Now they're talking about moving the Oscars uh, to a three hour broadcast is to put some awards on during the commercial breaks. You are totally mm-hmm. against this idea. Totally against it uh, because it, they're it's like they're dumbing it down because they don't believe the audience uh is smart enough to to get you know why some of those categories are important and maybe maybe a lot of audiences aren't you know well informed on why they're important categories but the problem is they're not is that they're not good at educating people about why they're important like you know the you have to explain like how the actors become the characters that you love are important is part of that is the costumes and the makeup and the hairstyling. So you can show that and show why it's relevant rather than saying, we agree it's not really that important. So we're just not even going to bother showing it to you. They should double down and actually show us why it's important. Right. So you're saying expand the broadcast and Greg Akers plan here. <laughs> just do a better job of using Explain the time it. you have. Right. And I love, you know, I love the host and the making fun of people and all that <laughs> stuff, but it's such a long part of the show. And then when it's supposed to be about celebrating the year before a film, like actually do that. It, they, they've gotten, they've gone so far away from actually, um, 
showing what made those films special and all that kind of stuff. It's more about the live presentation than the actual celebration of the films. It's, uh, that's true. And I'm, I'm don't know where I stand on this one really. Cause I don't think you should do it during commercial breaks. I don't think that's the solution. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be opposed to a lightning round, if you will, <laughs> of let's mm-hmm. give these awards out really fast. So they do get to come up on the stage and get their trophy, but maybe not give their speech until, uh, the commercial or you give your speech, uh, online or whatever they do to do the speech. Like I do think they need right. to be in attendance and be announced and they come up, but you kind of do it maybe in a lightning round, uh, type of a format because who knows, is it going to be makeup and hair? And cut? How do you know what's not going to, uh, make the cut? I do think you're more likely sound editing and sound mixing mm-hmm. are your first two picks, right? Well, except that those are often big budget films, films and there yeah. with their other big change is like we need to include popular film more. So it would be weird if they cut out things that that already are honoring popular film. Yeah, those but those are the hard the harder categories to sit at home on your couch and be like, ah, that shouldn't I won. Like makeup makeup <laughs> yes. at least you can be like that, that makeup or that oh, I remember those costumes. Like, if mm-hmm. you saw the movies. <laughs> so you had to see the movies, but <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I think it would be interesting to, you know, like production design. I could see them relegating that to a commercial. Right. But like, show us, like, well, this was the production design in Black Panther, and this is what made it so great. Here's what it would like if they were really terrible at production design and, like, kind of make <laughs> it, like, here's a lesser production design. And then you can just see, like, wow, you know, it really was part of the movie and what made it so good or, you know, whatever movie we're talking about. Right. Um, because it is important. But so, I mean, yeah. It, if, the, if, if we care about movies and what makes them good, which, you know, you may not, and other, so don't watch the Oscars. But if you do, if you're there, then do it actually honor what, what it's about. The, the Academy has not specified which categories will be presented during the commercials, but that is their plan. Like That's really all they've yeah. released on how to make it a shorter broadcast. Right. And really, to me, it's maybe the order of the awards needs to be mm-hmm. moved around a little bit. Let's get some of these Best Actor, Best Actress awards up away earlier, or Best Director, give that away a, a little bit early. Maybe the top of the hour every hour, do something yeah. big. Uh, that would be uh, – I think the order of the awards is, is a bigger problem than actually giving away some of these lesser categories, quote, unquote. But uh, all right. So let's look at. So that was one plan. Uh, part of their plan is to shorten the broadcast. We think that's the one that at least makes the most sense. Right. Three hours yeah. is a long time. Uh, but uh, let's see. The, Although I could argue, why not go four hours? They could go four hours. Start at six central. And, and like put all the quote unquote lesser categories at the beginning. So you don't have to start watching that early if you don't want to. That's a good. Point. Well, know. you want to watch the monologue. I think that's the always that's always a point. But that would give you a reason to watch early. But if you miss it, you can go back and watch it on YouTube or something. Right. Uh, right. We've uh, so the the other plan is also time related. They want to set the date uh, earlier in the month of February, which is bonkers to me. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Apparently, so in twenty twenty, it looks like it's going to be it's going to be on February 9th, which will be the Sunday after the Super Bowl, which I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's going to be great if the Super Bowl is on ABC, but it's never on ABC anymore. So it's not like they can cross-promote. But mm-hmm. And also you think you would, it would cut into maybe to their advertising dollars. I don't know, like to have everybody spending all their money one week and then the next week. But sure, it's a little bit different um, people they're gearing towards with their commercials for that. But uh, 
um, are you going to debut your movie trailer at the, the Super Bowl or at the Oscars uh, right, during the right. commercial break? Uh, I don't think the air date had anything to do with it. It didn't bother me, right? Like, move it. Who cares? Whatever. I'm going to watch it when it's on. Early February, late February, what's the big deal? Do you think that means Well, the, the only thing – the thing that I think is the problem is the, the votes are cast way too late. So usually the votes come – you know, are – aren't due until late January, early February, maybe. And so by then, so many other awards have already been given out that there's like this consensus about who's going to win, and it kills all the drama of it. Because, you know, Alice and Janie has won every award up till then, so everyone just kind of feels like, oh, well, I should probably vote for Alice and Janie. And then, of course, she wins. And so there's not it, – it, it hurts the actual Oscars, because it, it just is obvious who's going to win. So what they should do, in my opinion, is have a much earlier voting deadline so that before everything has been given out, even if you don't actually have your your the, the Oscar event until later, um, there's still drama because everyone had voted back before no one really knew what was what. Um, uh the problem I have with moving the actual show earlier is that it, like, you know, when nominations come out, that's, you know, smaller movies and indie movies make a lot of money um, because they got nominated. And right. so you're shortening the window for them, which isn't good. Um, so yeah. I'm fine with even moving the show back or whatever, so long as the votes are done earlier. It should- um, I don't really care when it broadcasts. I mean, it's, so a, long as you, it's yeah. a television event. It's crossover appeal. Like, you know, the Super Bowl. And I think it should be probably midway between uh, the Super Bowl and March Madness more so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in between there, not to interfere. Moving it up, I, I haven't thought about that because I do try to cram in all – see these movies that I didn't know I needed to see mm-hmm. until the nominations came out. So does the, do the nominations get moved earlier, uh, give us an extra two weeks? They didn't say that. But they've moved the Oscars around uh, back and forth. I just don't think that the the viewer – it doesn't impact the viewer at all because their concern is the ratings, right? The ratings are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney not happy with the ratings is what they, right. they say in all the all these write ups. So the some of the worst ratings ever. So they dropped off from three thirty two point nine million in twenty seventeen to two twenty six point five million uh, this year. So went down uh, quite a bit uh, in that. But uh, it has, yeah, and you know, and like. So I get, like, you want to make changes, but it seems like, well, I, I mean, it, we need to talk about the Yeah, let's the, get to the, we're gonna the, get the biggest the other The biggest one of the three. So three changes. These, you know, set aside whatever. The Oscars always go over three hours. It's been 45 years since since the Oscar ceremony lasted less than three hours. <laughs> and 45 I years uh, was an interesting fact. So the big one. The big one, besides the time of when it is uh, and how long it's going to be, is this new category. So they announced that they're going to have a new category being designed around achievement in popular film. What's your first reaction when you saw this? Vomit noise is my <laughs> first reaction. <laughs> I hate this to my core uh, because it goes it goes against the one, in my opinion, the one essential element that makes the Oscars worthwhile at all which is great films can come from anywhere, you know, with any budget, with any cast made by any filmmakers, with any level of experience, you know, hugely popular movies have won best pictures 
plenty of times, and they're all deserving, you know, because there was something about them that was great that was also, you know, part of why they made so much money at the box office, uh, not in spite of that. And so, um, so to have a whole category for basically you're dumbing down the the awards because you're saying um, these great movies that we want to nominate for the real quote unquote real best pictures are too uh, weird and irregular folk aren't going to like them anyway. So we're going to make this MTV movie award category for all the dumb superhero mouth breather movies uh, <laughs> just to give them. Hey, the superhero movies are good. There's right, some really exactly. good superhero movies. So you're right. saying, so you're saying, okay, so you're saying that's what they are thinking. But, yes. okay, so a movie to, how, my first thing is how you're going to decide this, what, how you figure out mm-hmm. what goes in this category and what, what doesn't. Golden Globes, I think they're on the right track, even though they don't really put the right movies in the right categories, but they have a comedy category, comedy right. slash musical category, and then and, and best uh, dramatic feature. Uh, would have made more sense to me because they never honor comedies at these uh, Oscars ever. Like no, Bridesmaids got nominated, and that's like the only one of uh, the past twenty years. So, I, I best comedy category to me would have made more sense, and also would have been able to appeal to, um, you know, the the mainstream people they're trying to get to watch here. Right, because hypothetically, like if they if they set popular definition at a certain amount of money it's made then um they haven't really they haven't defined what that means they haven't said well if it's popular enough for that category it's ineligible for best regular best picture they haven't said you know how that if that's true or not they also haven't said um like are is a movie like black panther it's the perfect example it's one of the highest grossing movies ever. It's a great movie. It's also a superhero movie, and those things can't be separated. So is it going to be nominated for Best Popular Movie but not Best Picture? It should be It should be nominated for Regular Best Picture. It is great enough for that, and much less possibly win it. But So is it going to get a popular nomination but not a real nomination? And will that – what does that look like? That's, that would be – a travesty in a way and possibly racist. <laughs> but does that, does that, but does that make the other movies, the unpopular movies? <laughs> like you can't, yes. you're either in the popular crowd or you're not. So yes. you're the unpopular, yes. uh, kids. <laughs> I, I maybe they haven't announced that that's the official name of the category. So maybe they renamed the category. I, I, the, I somebody out there is floating out. I think best popcorn movie or something, right. uh, as, as uh, the name, but popular the is not the right. I heard, the phrasing I heard was outstanding achievement in popular film. I don't know if that's the official phrase. Achievement. Not, that could that sounds like an Oscar category. Of course the very the very first Oscars had something similar to this. Uh they had two best picture awards at the mm-hmm. very first ever Oscars. And uh yeah. what when one of them was uh what was it called? I can't remember. It was like best something uh, but well, it was pretty much wasn't best one parts. of them sound uh, and one of them silent? No, I don't Okay. I don't I think don't that was one. That would have made sense. Do they go back that far? And that, we need to get uh, some silent films need to have their own category, too, so the artist would not win Best Picture uh, that year. But anyway, they've done something similar early on and, and to this. But, oh, mercy, this is – I don't 
this is the wrong category to add. I do think maybe they should consider adding categories like comedy. I do mm-hmm. think comedy slash musical, but then they'd feel like they're copying the Golden Globes, and that's not something they're going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead, they're going to copy more MTV Movie Awards. Right. Uh, there's plenty of categories like stunts. Like every, stunts. Yes. Stunts would be a that's a legitimate industry job to have that takes legitimate talent, and they don't honor it. And I they, like that completely shit because i kind of wrote it but like it's i don't know if they, they kind of have a version of this for the mtv or they did it before but like best mm-hmm. action scene or something right. there is right. something about that every you see certain action scenes and all the directors who are directing these action movies really put in a lot of effort in the action scene so yeah it's a way to to make that make it best stunts because they can differentiate you know the cgi because you're giving an award for best visual effects let's do it for mm-hmm. your best real life somebody putting their life on the line let's do a best stunts i like that do you have any other categories i should have um, I think voiceovers, um, hypothetically it, it already is eligible. Um, if you do like an animated movie, I guess you could be considered for acting, but I don't see them ever, anyone ever getting nominated for that. But voiceovers are really important. Um, especially in that, can yeah. really make or break a movie, an animated movie. Um, so I, I would love to see that. Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, here's the issue with this popular film. One, as you mentioned, it's going to, Make you figure out, well, what category do you go in and maybe Black Panther uh, being the example this year because that's the one. Every year there seems to be a superhero movie that mm-hmm. people are saying this could be nominated for Best Picture, whether it was Deadpool or Logan. And it goes all the way back to Dark Knight, which is the one that mm-hmm. that opened up the uh, nominations to 10 after that because like we should have nominated Dark Knight for Best right. Picture. So uh, there's always a superhero. This year it's, it's Black Panther. Should be nominated mm-hmm. for Best Picture, but maybe – They'll just put it in the most popular film category uh, instead of putting it in the in the best picture uh, category. And we've seen this. A, a, a living example of this happen is the animated feature category, right? Where right. they created the best animated feature category in the 2000s. And since then, only two animated movies have been nominated for best picture. That would be mm-hmm. Up and Toy Story 3. And like you have movies like Coco last year or Inside Out, uh, movies that people – recently would consider like this should be this is a really good movie and should be considered for best picture but it just gets put in the best animated category and that should be satisfactory for everyone involved but when it's not because they could have had an opportunity to win uh the richest prize in all of film so this is what could happen here where you could put black panther in in the popular category but not in the best picture category where it also deserves a shot because it you can be the best picture and also be popular right yeah you know, adjusted for inflation, like nine out of the ten biggest uh, grossing movies of all time were nominated for Best Picture, and like three actually won. So, so obviously, you can be hugely successful and be Best Picture relevant. All right. So, what would have won this year? Get Out would have won Best Pop, Most Popular. Yes, I think so. It probably and maybe not have been nominated for Best Picture. Oh, been knocked out of the. Uh... Uh, yeah, but th- th- so it's going to be interesting on, on how they are going to actually decide what how you go in this category. If you just have to put yourself in whichever one, but you have any other fixes for the Oscars? So we came up with some. There's some definitely they could brainstorm some more categories, and I'm sure we could go on and on about different categories that would be cool to have. So you could come up with uh, some new categories. I think they just made sports betting legal in the United States. They should make <laughs> award 
award betting uh, legal. Yeah. Make award betting legal, which is like you can't. They like, put out the odds, and you can bet on it online. The certain sites, mm-hmm. but like you can't go to Las Vegas and actually bet on the Oscars. But if you were able to drive to Tunica or to to go bet on the Oscars, I think it would up people's uh, interest in it. So uh, they need to legalize <laughs> a, legalize award show gambling. Um, mm-hmm. There's you know there's lots of possible you know shady stuff there with the envelopes and all that, but <laughs> right, I, I think it would. Yeah, I mean it would open up some some problem areas, but I would I would participate. So. <laughs> well, we kind of already do. The any, anything else you can think of to, that would? I mean, obviously the host always is that important factor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who they select as the host. Kimmel's done a great job, but you can't keep going back to the well and keep using the same guy over and over. I've been a mm-hmm. big, big proponent of Justin Timberlake would be a really good yeah. one over the years. I've yep. since since switched my number one pick to The Rock because uh, I do mm-hmm. think The Rock would do it. I think Timberlake would do it. Oh, yeah. I think The Rock would do it as well. Even though he's the biggest movie star in the world, I think he would like that opportunity uh, to be up there. And he's kind of – you know they keep cutting to him a lot in the audience and stuff during these – the, the Rock would put yeah. on a hell of a show and, mm-hmm. and draw in some outside eyeballs and also bring a, a person of color to that position. Uh, mm-hmm. The Who else is out there that would be a, another – you have any other names? The host well, is important. Like, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler do the Golden Globes, and it's the best. Right. They're doing a great um, yeah. So, I mean, they're – the problem is like ABC broadcast it, and so they want an ABC-connected – person so that's how you get jimmy kimmel and i like jimmy kimmel too but he he does a great job though they've been very entertaining broadcast mm-hmm. but i don't think he's bringing in anybody new no 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 not at all like it, for the first time someone does it whoever they are pe- more people want to watch because they want to see if they're terrible or not basically right. um and then the, and then as, as they get rehashed it gets old and boring even if they're good you People just aren't gonna. It loses the intrigue. So I think they. I think they should have someone different every year, um, if if they're so concerned about ratings, which they are. Unless somebody is so good, and Kimmel made sense mm-hmm. as a repeat this year because they're gonna look back at what happened with uh, you know the controversy from the year before. So they're bringing back the same guy, mm-hmm. but you know they could have brought in Steve Harvey, I guess, if they wanted to <laughs> bounce off of that. <laughs> But how about how about the here's some names I, I I've heard this week. Uh Will Farrell or a Will Farrell Kristen Wig combo. I would both, I would watch that. Both yep. funny people, both with movie credentials, both with not like something you can't be super famous with so much to do that you would have to, you know, that you would turn it down. Mm-hmm. Both of those with live performance experience as well, obviously with SNL. So I think they would they would be a good combo. Uh, how about this one? Jamie Foxx. He'd be great. Jamie Foxx, he can sing, he can dance, and he can mm-hmm. he can tell jokes. Uh, he's a big star. Uh, I think that's an important element is the kind of complete, which what would make Justin Timberlake so good. But and having the, too. the total package of an, an entertainer. And that's why The Rock, I think, is good. <laughs> yeah. he can, he'll perform. He'll go out and sing something, whether it's going to be the best song you've ever heard, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's about, what he, is he able to go out and sing a song in front of people? And he is. <laughs> And he's, you know, he he winks at himself like mm-hmm. he he's part of the fun of it. So he, that's what you know. He, he isn't above that. You know, he, he will he will make himself look foolish and be happy with it. But I mean, the chances are we're more likely. And I love Ellen DeGeneres, but we've seen her do it before. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these people right. we've seen before. We they're they're great performers, and on paper they sound great. But we've seen him do it, 
And outside of, you know, having, you know, we remember Ellen's for the pizza delivery. Right, right. That did that copy. So maybe her hosting, like, actually maybe hurt award shows because everybody's got to do a stunt now uh, right. with the audience. And it's, what's the stunt with the audience this time going to be? And it just seems like they seem like safe picks at this point. So Even having, though, yeah. you know, they, you know, maybe at first they weren't. But hey, whenever you keep bringing them back, you're just like, oh, well, this is this is reliable in some way. So we're right. going to keep doing this. All right, we're wrapping things up. We're wrapping things up with Greg. We are we are uh, past time now uh, for break. Any quick fixes? Anything else? So we've got uh, maybe some new categories. Move the time up. Get the right host. Maybe something else, gambling on it. <laughs> something else that I don't know what the exact fix is, but lean into the streaming service original movies more um, because that's how so many people are actually watching movies now um, and. and the Oscars have been reluctant to embrace that distribution method versus traditional, you know, wide release in a, in a the, in theaters. Um, and I understand that they don't want to hurt the theater industry rightly, but popular movies are, are increasingly streaming movies that aren't, they don't have some box office number right. next to them, but they are hugely popular and you just can't really see it as much. But you know, if you go on social media, you see people talking about it, especially um, especially in the documentary category, which they, yeah. which paid dividends when they uh, had ESPN. You just have to show it once in a movie theater is all you got to do. So Netflix right. maybe needs they have the money to show some of the stuff in a movie theater once so they can qualify. But then, of course, the Oscar voters have got to vote for it and not be like it is a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's starts to blur between itself and the Emmys and, you know, is it TV? Is it a movie? Yeah. But, um, but I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there, uh, for, to kind of expand the Oscars audience into where people are actually watching movies right now. So you're saying Christmas at Graceland should be possibly nominated next year. Ab- the movie that's- Absolutely. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> Sight unseen. <laughs> All right, Greg, last thing, Mrs. Winters, they're going to, they're coming back. Yes, they are coming back. They um, are on a uh, land use control board agenda or something like that, and they are coming uh, to Winchester Road right near Majestic Theater. And um, what is it about they, that spot? We have Memphis's only Denny's there, and we're about to have Memphis's mm-hmm. only Mrs. Winters there. <laughs> you know, it's it's the unheralded go-to part of town for that. Um, I'm excited. I can't remember that I've eaten mrs winners before i have uh, it's so good it's good yeah, I mean, but just chicken and biscuits in their tagline like okay i'm there um and, I, had, and, I had it this summer yeah. again when i was out of town because there's only like eight or eight to 15 of these in the entire country so mm-hmm. that's uh big news that we're getting one i used to eat it a lot the chicken biscuits are good but when we had it it was at a time that we really were didn't have this many fried chicken options as we have today, right? There are right. so many more. Oodles, more Gus's locations. We now have Hattie B's. We now have more uh, Popeye's locations popped up everywhere, too. So at the time we had Mrs. Winters before, we, we needed uh, – there was a need for it. But, hey, I'm always for more fried chicken. You like Mrs. Yeah. Winters, CJ? Love it. Miss Winters was the one off Union where Popeye's is now, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. delicious. Saturday routine, I would get up, get four biscuits from there, eat two for breakfast, eat two more for lunch, and eat a Cinnabon for dessert. It's delicious. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> and there's another one called Slim Chicken 
that's coming into South Haven first. They're from Fayetteville. They're a chain from Fayetteville. Um, but they're planning on Carterville, Germantown, Olive Branch. Oh, wow. Is yeah. it fast so they're food? coming to the market. Uh, it, it's like fast casual, I think. Uh, I mean, they'll have a drive through and all that. So Slim Chickens. Um, I have not been to one of those. That was not in our fast food draft. It wasn't. I had oh. never heard of it till we heard that they were coming. A fast food restaurants um, that. So they're, where's their first one going to be? Uh, South Haven. South Haven gets the first Slim Chickens. I'm going to look up Slim Chickens there. Uh, Greg, we will uh, catch up with you soon, hopefully here. We'll talk yeah. some more uh, fried chicken and movies. Talk about the anytime, any day. But thank you very much, Greg. Everybody, uh, follow, thank you. Gre- follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Akers. When we come back, we're going to talk wrestling on the radio here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's Trivia Night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include lean prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com.